This is Hannah Hassler, the host of Rorschach, Your Reality. I am so glad that you're joining me today on the podcast, and I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Rorschach, Your Reality, on the web, www.rorschachyourreality.com, and on Facebook, Rorschach, Your Reality. You'll find I have a page as well as an insiders group feel free to join the insiders group and see what I'm posting over there. I do more video content as well as some articles and updates on the podcast, of course. Let's go ahead and get started. Today's guest is Brandy Wilson, and I am so excited about everything she's bringing us, um, her insights on her uh, career, her speaking, and self-love. So Brandy, I would love if you could start by sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do. First, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this interview with you today. Yes. And a little bit more about me, I am currently practicing law full-time while simultaneously growing my speaking business and my coaching business centered around self-love. And really it was through my own self-love journey that I found my new purpose and my new calling. Hmm. Oh, wow. And I'm so excited to hear kind of more about that journey and how that, that whole process kind of started for you. Um, and also you're my first attorney. That's amazing that you have a full-time legal career. You're starting the speaking and coaching business. Um, and eventually I understand that you're, you're looking to kind of transition more into the speaking and coaching as your primary role. And it made me wonder if it's really hard to consider leaving both the stability and even the status of being an attorney and having a law career. That is a great question. And Definitely the stability aspect. I think with any job, when you are receiving, you know, your benefits and you have that steady income coming in, uh, it, it can be challenging when you want to branch off and start your own business or go into your business full time because you realize you are 100% responsible for everything that <laughs> comes in. Um, and so that has definitely been a challenge for me because I would love to just go full time tomorrow with my, mm -hmm. with my speaking and coaching. But, uh, you know, that's something that I have created a plan for and I'm figuring it out as I go. And so for anyone listening, I just want them to, feel encouraged to, to realize that they don't have to have it all figured out and they just have to take action along the way as they go. But, um, it is something that I'm ready to do mm -hmm. and I'm just working towards it. And I know that it is going to happen very soon. And it's just trusting that, you know, you take that leap of faith and mm -hmm. especially when you're doing something, that is fulfilling and you feel like is your purpose and your calling, I feel like you can only be supported when you do that. So, um, it is difficult trying to make that transition and I don't know what life will look like because so much of my identity has been my legal career. It is what I went to school for. It is what I've been in school for my entire life. I've been practicing for quite some time now and that will be, 
a unique shift in my life when I make that full transition. Um, but I do intend to keep my license. I, you know, could practice in a different way in the future. Um, so we'll just see what happens. Yes. Oh, it, it makes me think of when I left teaching full time. I knew that I was really ready to leave and I was very excited about it. But also there's a part of me that really struggled with it because it's like, oh man, you know, it, it represented a lot of time and energy and money and, you know, you, you get educated in it and, and you've spent so much time invested in it and it's hard to just kind of cut your ties to it. And, and I've maintained my teaching license and I still do some things with it on the side, but it's a big step to walk away from something that you invested a lot of time and energy into obtaining. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, I have, my perspective on it is nothing is a wasted experience, especially mm -hmm. anything that we do to ever educate ourselves. And so, you know, with your, your teaching education and my legal education, it only serves both of us and everything that we do in the future. And even if maybe we're not applying everything that we learned in whatever redirection that we're, we're in or, or that we're going, um, it only benefits us in some way. And I feel like some people, it can be challenging for them to pivot when they want to do something different because they think, mm -hmm. oh, well, I've just wasted my time or I spent all this money on whatever education that they had or their experience that they had in, in whatever career that they have. And they can apply it somehow in some way mm -hmm. in the future uh, just from maybe it's experiences, experiences that they had. Um, and I don't want people to ever let that hold them back from pivoting to do something different. Oh, definitely. And I think that's such a, a positive way to consider it because it is so true. Like I'm not teaching anymore, but I use so many parts and pieces of that. Um, mm -hmm. It certainly was, was worthwhile. It just, um, it's, it's funny how we can kind of clench up a little when it comes to just letting go. <laughs> and, exactly. And <laughs> Exactly. Especially when you, you have that stability of that income and yes. you take that leap of faith because we're really not taught how to be an entrepreneur and how to run our own business. And those are things we have to teach ourselves along the way. And, um, it definitely takes a brave soul to do that. But, you know, if we're not building our dream, we're working for someone else and building their dream. Yes. Oh, it's so true. And your website, and, and I kind of presume your, your business, is called the Self-Love Challenge. And I was really curious about what drew you to the concept of self-love. You know, and like I said earlier, it was through my own self-love journey that, mm -hmm. that all of this was even created. And when I was going through the process, and I still am because self-love is a never-ending mm -hmm. journey, I didn't realize what was even happening. I, it wasn't like I woke up and was like, I'm starting my self-love journey today, you know, <laughs> like step one. It wasn't like that. It was just a process that uh, organically evolved by me learning to accept myself and my body specifically mm -hmm. in any given moment without conditions and just allowing myself to be. And that all started in hot yoga. I was going to hot yoga regularly. It was a new experience for me. Uh, I, you know, was familiar with the gym and different cardio classes and things like that, but uh, I wanted to challenge myself in a different way. And so I started doing yoga and really liked it. And it was just 
through that process of slowing down and being alone with my thoughts and being in a quiet room and just hearing this, the teachers talk and um, some teachers specifically just said incredible things to me that really got me thinking about, you know, not comparing my body of to what it could do yesterday or last week or in my practice, just kind of self-acceptance in general. Mm -hmm. And it was through that. And I was starting to read uh, personal development books and all these self-help books. I love just, you know, being encouraged in different ways with my business or um, my, my mindset or just believing in myself more and, and reading all of these amazing books by incredible authors and combining that with yoga and then implementing the things that I was learning through my yoga teachers and these incredible authors and applying that into my daily life. Mm -hmm. And it didn't happen overnight. And mm -hmm. it was just these little switches in my mindset shifts and um, just gradually over time, it, it just kind of happened. And I don't even know where I heard the word self-love for the first time. It wasn't something that I really grew up knowing anything about. Um, I would say I probably heard it for the first time, maybe when I was 30. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, which is really sad, which is really sad. Um, and so it was in yoga class that I came up with the name, the self-love challenge. Mm -hmm. And it really started through uh, kind of a fitness component. I, wanted to challenge some women to go beyond what they thought they could do with a squat challenge. Mm -hmm. And I just called it the self-love squat challenge. And we did squats every day with a positive affirmation. And then it just took off and I've just been figuring it out along the way. And it's gone a lot of different ways. <laughs> oh, I love that. And um, just for a little bit of, of, I guess, context on, so kind of starting hot yoga, you're starting to do this reading, this development. Is this like, oh, within the last year, is this, has this been years of journey? Like, what has that looked like? It has been a little over five years. Okay. So it's been a process and I just kind of know that time frame because I say I started my self-love journey unintentionally by doing hot yoga and I've been practicing that for a little over five years and so I kind of gauge my self-love journey with that so it's been a five-year process and um, I would say maybe a year or two into yoga and reading and, and implementing all that that it really started to kind of all come together like a puzzle and was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in a different place than I used to be. And then when I was self-aware of everything that was happening, I could make more of a conscious effort to, to work on myself even more. Oh, I love that. And I think it's so important for us to uh, kind of, you know, it's so easy, especially I think in the online space to look around and feel like, oh, everyone is so far ahead or, you know, you look on someone's website and it just looks like everything is so together and, and we kind of forget like, you know, they didn't just like have a moment and then all of this happened the next day, <laughs> you know, like, oh, absolutely. Them, like in a year or two of like yoga and reading and, and kind of building a more kind of a personal foundation and then it's been another two or three years, uh, you know, kind of slowly, gradually um, growing that out and seeing things develop and shift and change. And, and I think it's just, uh, it's so helpful and important to, to remember that it is such a journey for everyone, um, no matter where we kind of see them at, at, at this point in time. 
Absolutely. And it's a never ending journey with everything, you know, with, with uh, self-love, with people in their business and their success. And there's always room to grow and to evolve and to improve. And nothing is an overnight success, really. It may look like it to outsiders, but anyone going through anything that they're working towards know that it all takes time. Yes. And when you kind of started this journey and as you've been kind of transforming and and evolving in your own life, have you maintained more or less the same kind of network of people, whether that's family, friends, significant others, or do you feel like you've had a lot of changes in that uh, kind of relational area as well? I have definitely seen a shift in the women that I have in my life. Not that I necessarily ever had women um, that were against me or negative or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've definitely seen a shift in who I choose to be around and who I choose to distance myself from and seeking out different empowering female relationships and finding like-minded women who are encouraging and are supportive and want to see you succeed and want to help see you, um, or want to, um, who want to just see you grow and do all of the things, you know, um, and not feel like it's a constant competition and comparison game and, and all of those things. Um, and, people who are positive and have a, a great outlook on life despite different things that they might be struggling with or things like that. So I have seen a shift in, or maybe not so much a shift, but more my circle has expanded hmm. where I thought, okay, there's only a few people like this. No, there are a lot <laughs> of people like this and it's just finding that at different events or uh, groups And the more that you seek that out and develop those relationships and put yourself out there, you can really find a lot more of like-minded people. Hmm. So So it's really grown. My circle has grown so much more where I thought, okay, maybe I felt a little more limited with the type of people I thought were like me. I'm like, no, there's so many Mm -hmm. more. Yes. And I, I think that word expanded is so good because I feel like the more I've kind of opened up and developed and changed and, and engaged with more people, I definitely think, oh, I just see my circles expanding and, and growing in such beautiful ways. So I, I think that's an awesome word for kind of what happens with relationships sometimes when, when you start to develop. And I know sometimes there can be a fear of, you know, relationships ending or everything changing. And it's not that that can't happen because when we change, you know, of course things change, but I think instead of focusing on, you know, the two people who just might not like the way you change, and when you think mm-hmm. about how many dozens of people are out there who would love to embrace who you've been and who you are and, and really mm-hmm. doing that, um, it's it's really exciting to frame it that way instead of, you know, this these one or two people who may not like what's, you know, the changes we're going through. <laughs> right. And, you know, as we grow – not everyone's going to grow with us and everyone grows at different speeds. And so, you know, maybe some people just need a little bit more time to, to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. but 
not everyone's going to grow with you. And so once you accept that, um, you know, you can release those expectations that, um, that everyone's going to meet you where you're at because not Mm -hmm. everyone will, you know? Yeah. So that's so good. And with the self-love challenge, it, it looked like you, <clears throat> your uh, primary audience or focus is on women. And why do you think so many women need to be encouraged or even challenged to show themselves love? They need to be challenged to show themselves love and, and uh, just accept themselves because society constantly tells us that we're not good enough. Um, mm-hmm that, you know, we need the, the new diet pill to, to feel good enough about our bodies, to lose the weight. We need the new workout program. We need this new, um, designer label. We need this new skincare routine to minimize that we're aging, whatever it is. I feel like, you know, we're constantly, um, being told that we're not good enough and we are good enough and we're more than enough. And, um, we just need to be challenged to remind ourselves of that. And it's not that we have to just come to a point where, okay, I'm good enough. So then I don't have any work to do on myself or I can't improve myself or make myself better or feel better. We can, but you have to get to a place where you just accept yourself and you love yourself and you feel good enough as you are. But that's where the challenge comes in. You can always grow and you can always be better and feel better. And just coming to that place of you are good enough as you are, but you can also always improve too, but not, yes. not improve to society standards of what it tells you that you should or should not be, but whatever it is that you choose to be of, of however you want to feel, if that makes sense. Yes. And it kind of, I, I was talking with, um, Justina Ford yesterday and she does some coaching. And one thing she was kind of talking about is, Oh, she, she doesn't necessarily like the word change. She likes transform. Um, and I, when I was thinking about that, I thought, "Mm, I think when I, when I'm using the word change, it tends to be kind of this checklist of like, I need to fix this. I need to fix that. That, you know, like I think when I'm trying to change myself, it comes from a place of not accepting or loving who I am and feeling like I have to somehow fix myself to fit into, like you say, society's standards. Um, So, so, and I think the balance can be really hard to find of like self-acceptance and self-love. And then I don't know if maybe I almost worry sometimes like, Oh, if I accept myself too much that then I'll get like stagnant or, you know, kind of stuck in, in this rut. And so how do you kind of find that balance between loving and accepting yourself, but also wanting to be able to transform or evolve or change or or whatever word you kind of put on it? Oh, that was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's great. Uh, because that, that is important because, and that's where, you know, I feel like the challenge part comes in is, you know, I want women to get to a place where, yes, you accept yourself and you love yourself and you realize you're enough, but we can constantly evolve. And that doesn't mean that because we want to change or because we want to transform 
or because we want to grow that we don't accept ourselves, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And so I always use a lot of fitness examples in, in explaining things because I have had so many transformations with my body, like lose weight, gain weight and my fitness journeys. And, you know, that's where a lot of my, my struggles come from of, you know, feeling fat or not good enough, or I need to be smaller and fit in, um, the smaller size or way less and all of those things. And, and not accepting myself physically, that's how my self-love journey began. Because once I started to accept myself physically, I was able to accept myself in so many other ways. And so to explain it in a way to answer your question is I can accept myself and my body how it is right now. I can love my body as it is right now. But that doesn't mean that okay, well, if I love myself, then I wouldn't feel like I had to go to the gym or because I feel like I'm enough, I can just not go to the gym and, and not exercise and not care about how I feel. Like I can wear whatever I want. I don't need to, to invest in my health. Um, it's, I can accept myself and love my body right now, but I can also want to go to the gym and still have, um, a lower body fat percentage and increased lean muscle mass. Um, you know, so I'm very goal oriented and, uh, that's where the challenge aspect comes in of, okay, it's just shifting my mindset on it where, okay, it's not about how much I weigh. I'm not concerned about that. It's, I want to be healthier and I want to be stronger. And because I want those things doesn't mean that I have to hate myself or my body wherever it's at on any given moment. Mm, I like you know, that. I can, I can accept it all and love it all, but I can still want to be better and stronger. And, um, and that's okay, you know, because we are human and we should want to just always find ways where we can be the best version of ourselves or a better version of ourselves. And when we're seeking that, and craving that and working towards that, it doesn't mean that we can accept and love ourselves wherever we're at. They can work together in harmony. (laughs) Those goals. Yes. (laughs) And I think uh, ultimately like finding some sort of harmony really is transforming. And, and I think when you kind of get aligned with what works for you, um, personally, it makes such a world of difference too, because there's so many plans and programs out there. Um, and sometimes even if the, the program itself is a really, you know, kind of value centered, holistic, positive thing. If we come into it with, this is the thing that's going to fix me or change me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, then, then it's not effective. You know, it's like, you have to be aligned with it and um, and, and see it as, Hey, this is a tool that I'm going to use in my own self, self development or my growth, or this is a way that I'm going to learn more about loving myself. Um, and I guess I've just seen so many programs online that I think are really excellent. Um, and then I think to myself, well, it does depend a lot on how you kind of come into it and, and how you frame your experience with coaching or a program kind of mentally. Um, mm-hmm. And that can make such a huge difference too in, in the way that you experience it. <clears throat> Definitely. 
And okay, so when when somebody is wanting, um, they want to love themselves, right? And um, a lot of times, I think we get to this like precipice where it's like, oh, you know, you kind of have to take the leap, <laughs> um, and then we pull ourselves back, like, well when I lose this 10 pounds, when I get this job promotion, when I, you know, do X, Y, Z thing, then I'm going to accept myself or love myself, or then I'm going to feel really good about myself and everything is going to be better. <laughs> and then right. we kind of, you know, veer away from doing some of that internal work. And we just think, well, when this external thing changes, everything is going to change. I don't really need to like dig deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just wait for this thing to change. Why does that not work? (laughs) Well, it doesn't work because whenever you wait to feel a certain way, once you achieve something, the problem is once you achieve whatever it is, whether it's a physical goal, whether it's a personal goal um, of, you know, some type of success with the job or promotion or, or whatever it is, what happens once you achieve it? I mean, once you achieve whatever it is, well, then what, you know, and what happens is typically once you achieve whatever it is, well, then you feel like, okay, well, there's more, I could have a bigger promotion. I could lose more weight. I could still get into a smaller size or I could have, um, you know, maybe I lost 10 pounds, but I don't have abs yet. So (laughs) then I'll feel really confident when I get those abs or, or whatever it is, you know, it's once you achieve it, number one, maybe that can be taken away. If it's something like a physical goal that you work towards, well, the second you go and have your, your treat meal, a lot of people call it a cheat meal and go eat whatever they want. I like to call it a treat meal. Um, you know, if you've been working on, uh, on a, a certain diet or, uh, whatever it is, um, well then what happens when you start to slack a little bit and you're not wherever you were when you ever, whenever you achieved whatever it is, I don't know. It's kind of abstract if, if I'm making any sense, but when you achieve something, it can be taken away from you or once you achieve it, well then it's like there's something else that you could achieve. So then you're going to feel like, all right, well, I'll feel better then. And then you just don't ever really feel accomplished, I guess, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. And so um, an example could be if I wait to love myself when I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay. So I, I work out, I exercise, I follow the meal plan, I lose 10 pounds. Okay. Well, I'm there and I'm feeling better, but I might not really love myself anymore, accept myself anymore. I just feel like I lost some weight because then I still have all these other goals that I feel like I could achieve because I'm comparing myself to other people or, or whatever it may be. And I just speak from personal experience because I've been a lot of different sizes and a lot of different fitness journeys. And at my smallest years ago, I didn't really love myself. I thought, okay, well, I still have cellulite and I still don't have abs and I still have all this other work I could do. Um, so I have, I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing because I need to get smaller. I mean, I thought I would be happier, but I wasn't. I mean, you might be a little bit happier, but the work is internally. And so the benchmark of once I achieve X, Y, or Z, that's external. And 
you just have to do so much work on the inside to, to get to that place where you can accept yourself and then appreciate whatever it is that you achieve, but not let that be the determining factor of, of how that's reflected on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that made any sense. I kind of felt like I went all over the place with that <laughs> response. <laughs> no, no, I love that. And it, it kind of made me think of um, the idea of busy work, you know, um, students are always, oh, dreading the busy work. <laughs> and of course, we all know that's just, um, you know, assignments or work that someone has given you to just kind of keep you busy. And it may or may not even be that helpful to you. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of think that sometimes these things, you know, whether it's weight loss or a promotion, these kind of things that we fixate on, like, this is the thing that's going to really make me happy or change mm-hmm. my life. Um, those are kind of like the grown up version of busy work. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to put time and energy into this and it kind of distracts us from, well, what's really going on internally? Like what are some right. things that you need to deal with to be able to love yourself or accept yourself? Um, and instead of doing that work, it's like, no, you know what? I'm going to lose five more pounds. No, you know what? I'm going to get this degree or I'm going to mm-hmm. you know, achieve, achieve, achieve. I'm going to do all of this. Um, and sometimes it's just like, man, if we just stop with that, because none of that really even ends up being the important stuff. (laughs) Right. Right. And you, everyone has to make a decision to be in the present moment and experience how they want to feel right now. We can't wait until later. We can't wait. I mean, yeah, you can wait, but you're going to be waiting for a long time and then then what, you know, like why, why wait, you can love yourself now. You can be happy now. You can feel successful now, but all of those things are choices. And so for people that are working towards a goal, whatever that is, if someone is, you know, paying down their debt or they're training for a marathon or they are going to school, all of those things, why wait until they achieve whatever their goal is to feel accomplished or successful or happy instead of choosing to feel accomplished that they're paying down their debt by all of those smaller payments Mm -hmm. every day or every run that they go on. It's choosing to feel accomplished and successful and happy and content with wherever you are at right now and not once you achieve the big thing. Yes. Oh, I love that idea of, experiencing all of those positive emotions that we sometimes withhold from ourselves. Like we act like we don't deserve them until we've accomplished, you know, the final summit. But it's like, you could feel those every single day and moment that you take a tiny step. Um, and think of, think of how much happier you would be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, happiness is a choice. We have to choose to be happy. And if you're waiting for X, Y, or Z to happen or to achieve all of these things, you know, you're robbing yourself of experiencing so much joy during the process. And so, you know, back to the physical, you know, you can't hate yourself into loving yourself. If you can't love yourself where you are, why do you think you will love yourself anymore once you achieve something Mm. later? You know, you cannot hate yourself into loving yourself and you have to 
do it now as you are because your body's going to change. So you need to have the mindset that you're going to love yourself wherever you're at. And then if you can love yourself where you're at right now, that means you can love yourself even more as you work towards whatever it is that you're working towards. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Definitely check the show notes if you want links to either myself or today's amazing guest. You can like and subscribe on your player of choice. And of course, I always love if you leave a rating or review. Thanks so much. Until next time, this is Hannah.